Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've taken a wrong turn. Down Creek Street. Citizens of the Milky Way, my name is Dylan Hackworth. I'm Maureen Bogey. And this is Creep Street. And this is a kind of a bonus surprise yeah, episode. I know, very excited about today. Creep Street, we got an awesome opportunity. We got to interview over the phone a one Dave Olson from Chicago Paranormal Investigators. Yes, this guy is so cool. He is so cool. First of all, friendly. Oh my God, it's the nicest so guy. Friendly. And we were on the phone, I would think, almost, the, the you know, the, uh, the interview you're going to hear is, comes out to about 45 minutes, but I mean, we were chatting with him for about two hours. Oh, yeah. The friendliest guy and such a wealth of knowledge and, and stories. He had amazing stories. And we might have captured an EVP, short for Electronic Voice Phenomenon. That's right. In other words, a disembodied voice. Yes. That as of now, we can't seem to figure out a real world cause for it. We don't a know. Explanation. An expl- a natural explanation for it. This happened on Dave's end of the line. Now, before I tell you a lot about Dave, before the interview, we want to address Creep Street real quick. Yes. Creep Street listeners. You guys are the coolest. We are so excited and so lucky. So, so, so happy to have you all. We are so lucky. I mean, this podcast is barely, a, not even a month and a half old. And, you know, we got a notification the other day that we were the 54th most popular uh, society and culture podcast in South Africa. And I literally, if this was the Olympics, we would have won the gold medal in gymnastics. We were literally, <laughs> we were literally like doing backflips. I, we are so, that was so nice and but I so mean, unexpected very so cool. unexpected but also we've got great listeners in the states in the uk kazakhstan uh canada canada australia, australia all over like all the whole over. all and over you guys are so nice and you've been reaching out to us with suggestions for shows the reason why we wanted to take this time up front is because we want to tell you we're working on those. we are we don't want you to think that we're just saying that so you interact with our social media or whatnot we are going to do those and we will we'll give you a shout out when mm-hmm. we do those episodes but we just wanted to let you guys know we are so happy you're here oh my god we are flattered and humbled and and i think it's cliche to say but none of this would matter if no one was listening it's true it's true none none of this would matter if no cliche one was. for a dang reason so thank you so much creep street uh we are going to give you two episodes this week you're also going to get your first serial killer episode this friday Woo! but we wanted to treat you to a little bonus and just let me tell you about dave real quick for a long time he was a chicago law enforcement officer he was a police officer and turned ghost hunter. He became mm-hmm. a ghost hunter. Yeah. And please go to ChicagoParanormal.com. Their website is great. Their work has been featured on the Bio Channel, mm-hmm. on WGN Radio. They have a YouTube channel you can check out that's got a lot of, I think even our clip with the uh, EVP yeah. is, is up there now. Lots of cool stuff. And also the fact that Dave just took that time to, to talk to us. And not only was it he just a, a fountain of knowledge mm-hmm. and, and, and stories, but he also shared with us personal things. You know, his father passed away near 
near uh, St. Patrick's Day back in March, and he also recently lost a, a, a best friend. And the fact that he just took the time to talk to us, you know, obviously our, our, our sympathies and condolences to him and his family. This interview is so much fun. It's so fun. The EVP, you're going to hear it about halfway through. Right. It's on his end of the thing. Now, just so you know, Dave works part-time as a security guard. Right. Sometimes make a little extra dough on the side because, by the way, Chicago Paranormal Investigators, all their services are free. That's right. If you have something going on, something's a little bump in the night, obviously with p- pandemic right now, can't really see each other face-to-face, but I'm sure he would be happy to consult with you over the phone or at least someone on his team. All of their services are free. Yeah. That's amazing. So if, if you think you might be in need, do not hesitate reach to out. reach out. I know Dave and his team would be very happy to help you. But just so everyone knows, the EVP comes in about halfway through. Now, see, we recorded on our end in our living room. Mm-hmm. Dave was in kind of the library of this very cavernous college in Chicago. And you're going to be able to hear, you'll hear a bit more reverb on his voice when mm-hmm. he's talking, but you can hear both sides crystal clear. It's not that, but every now and then you will hear the echo from his phone of our voices. Right. So just so you know, sometimes- That's not the EVP. That's not the EVP, <laughs> even though, because I remember we were listening to it, God, this thing sounds like it's loaded with EVPs because you hear these little wisp of, of our voices. Well, I was just getting like so jacked up listening to the story that I kind of forgot right. to maybe not respond as much for that reason, but right. I just would get be like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So that's yeah. what that is. We both were, you know, and I edited it in a way that most of that's out of there, but every now and then you'll hear little echoes from our voice coming through his phone, but when the EVP happens, you'll be able to tell. Yeah. You'll be able to tell. One last thing. Please. Uh, a couple times we will be talking about something, maybe he, we might refer to it as the ambulance. Yes. Or, or Misty. Or Misty. And I'm realizing after we did the interview that the part we recorded, we didn't discuss it at that. It was when we, the pre-interview is when we right. talked about it. Right. But so that basically when he's saying ambulance or whatever that is, they have this very cool refurbished ambulance, ambulance right. that they kind of use as like a, a control center, like a, right. yeah. So let's do it. So ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this interview with Dave Olson, founder and lead investigator at Chicago Paranormal Investigators. Awesome. Well, Dave Olson from Chicago Paranormal Investigators, thank you so much for, for coming on to the Creep Street Podcast. Well, it's a pleasure. Thanks uh, for contacting me. No, no, you, you are, you're doing us a, a huge favor here. So to just get us started, you know, you've, you've got such a cool story. Uh, you have a history in law enforcement and became an investigator yourself in the paranormal world. How did that transition happen? How did you come to, to fall in love with, with this work? Well, I, mainly a- after I started, when I first started, I think everyone starts uh, this, you know, you want to get the home run piece, you know, get good evidence. But, you know, once I really started uh, getting into the paranormal and started the team, I don't know, I don't know if it's the policeman in me, but I, I just couldn't believe how people were scared of their home, you know, or things affecting the children. You know, I have a, I have a 10-year-old daughter, so I have a sweet spot when it comes to children. You know, she was, uh, my wife and I are a miracle baby, <laughs> you know, late in life. But oh, uh, that's so sweet. But, um, yeah, so seeing people terrified of their own home or business uh, really became important to me. And then, you know, going through this and working with mediums and psychic mediums, uh, you know, at times, now it's important to me not only to help the living, you know, people, you know, try to calm people down or, or give them answers 
pictures when it comes to stuff happening in their home or business. But now, if possible, I want to help the other side. I get a lot of help me's, a lot of unexplained voices wow. coming through asking for help. So it's important to me, if at all possible, you know, sometimes I need to get help, is to help the other side too. If, if they're, for whatever reason, lost their way and can't move on, and you know, and whatever your beliefs are, I'm not here to preach, but if they're looking to go into the light and they just can't find it, you know, it's important to me to help them, if possible, to move them on, if, they, if that's what they want. That's so amazing, and I feel like that's a side of it that sometimes is kind of forgotten. You just think about how the, the living are dealing with the situation and how they're scared and you don't want them to be scared anymore. But yeah, it's like on the other side, these pe- like you said, these these spirits, they, you know, they're just lost and need help. And I think that's such a good, important thing that you're doing. That's that's really wonderful. Thank you. It, 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 it's, it kind of sounds weird, but it's it's almost, you know, through the years as it, doing this and as I got older, it, it's it's almost, I don't even know what to call it. You know, I don't know if almost like a calling. I, I don't know. There's, it seems like there's more out there I need to do or, or you know, there's stuff waiting for me. I need to, I need to help and push it forward, you know, and, uh, you know, right. I, it's almost like a mission now. I, you know, it's, you know, with all the technology out there, you know, it's, it's not that hard to get unexplained voices and, you know, uh, I mean, getting apparitions is a little more difficult and stuff like that. But yeah, there's more right. to it than just the evidence side. Now, it t- took me a while, you know, to realize that because when I first got into it, it's always the, like I said, the document and that this paranormal out there. But there's, yeah, and now I, you know, realize through the years there's more to it. You know, it's two sides that needs help. Absolutely. Would you say, was there any skills were useful that you, you know, that you picked up while working in law enforcement that actually surprisingly were were useful in this line of work? Yeah, you know, basically, I I think it's just to read people, especially uh, if I get to Skype them before taking the case or a lot of times if it's a distance, I could either Skype or just uh, over the phone. Yeah, I I, I think it's basically just to read people and, and, and to see what's going on, to see if it's worth taking the case because um, you know, we got to pick and choose now. Before I used to, when I first started, I'm, you know, I try to take every case. But since, you know, it's not really, it's not a business for us. Everything we do, not just me, but my team members, you know, it costs us money because, you know, a lot of times we'll have to take off work, uh, burn a vacation day, gas, housing, food, you know, especially if it's a long trip, you know, 10, you know, maybe Michigan, Wisconsin, you know, and it's a seven hour drive. So we'll, we'll pick and choose. And this is what I think helps. And then uh, I have another police on a team and a fireman and just being able to, to read people you know sometimes you could hear the fear now I'll give you an example and I, I wasn't able to take this case but it bugs me to this day over and over again I could hear the fear in this guy's voice it was like a day or two before Christmas or something like that I, I couldn't take the case even though it was an emergency because I had family in from California and you know and then Christmas is a couple days off my wife would have killed me I mean, this, this guy's a businessman I could hear the fear in his voice but he calls up as I remember it was in like Ravenswood Mannered right off the river somewhere, kind of where maybe the old mayor lived. Or, or the right. no, I'm not the old mayor, the old governor. He bought, uh, I think it was a two or three flat, converted it into a single family home. And whatever happened, he stirred up activity. And this seemed a little more sinister. He, he was desperate. He didn't know what to do. He wasn't sure if he should take his family out of the house, uh, you know, right away. But it first started with n- noises, lights flickering on and off, and doors closing, and you know, stuff the stuff like that. But then what really scared him, this was the, I think he called me the next day, was he heard a 
big noise downstairs, and they're all up in uh, bed, uh, upper level. So he goes running downstairs, and he sees his dog being dragged backwards. The da- dog's yelping, and the dog's being dragged uh, from behind. But, you know, he doesn't see anything. Oh, my God. And I-, I could hear terror in his voice. I'm, what do I do? What do I do? I just felt so terrible because it was, like I said, a day or two before Christmas. I, I couldn't help him. And these are, you know, right. cases like that means a lot, uh, you know, a lot to me to see if I could give this guy some relief. You know, maybe I can't, but I, I want to do the best or I could, if I can't do it and I'm able to document stuff for him, maybe I could lead lead him to other people as long as I could supply evidence, you know, that could help him out. And, and you know, I'm sure it doesn't help. There's also just the unfortunate stigma. They, it's almost like a secret. They, it's, it's almost, they're almost more afraid to actually tell people. It's it's almost a cruel joke, really, because unfortunately it can drive some people to the bottle or, or just other ways of coping. Right. You know, and then people worry also the stigma from the neighbors, what are the neighbors going to do, think, and right. or it's going to lower the house values. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes with it. So, so you know, a lot of times, too, we'll, we'll get locations that, uh, you know, they're afraid of the neighbors or what they're going to think. They don't want anyone to know. So then I got to downgrade, not bring all, you know, won't bring the truck, you know, the ambulance. Uh, and I have to limit my gear then. So and kind of keep it more stealth mode, you know, stay inside the house. But usually it's uh, when I do an investigation, just to limit the amount of people inside a location because you could corrupt a lot of the evidence. It's very important, at least with me. This is why I bought the ambulance and has it as a command center is I could limit the amount of people inside a location and whoever's not investigating will watch the monitors inside the ambulance. So this way I have control. I know what's going on in that house. If someone's making that noise, you know, and we got video everywhere to, to cover. Because I, I remember I, I had a production guy with me at one time and we're, we're in the basement. And, we, and one of the complaints was they could hear running footsteps. So it's me. Uh, I had a state employee on my team at the time and film guy. I think he was a camera guy for like Oprah and some other stuff. So I mean, oh, wow. he was a professional. He heard it with his own ears. He's like, man, it's footsteps. And we could hear it with our own ears. So I grabbed the walkie-talkie and I asked the command center. I said, is there anyone in? Check the cameras inside, you know, maybe using the bathroom or something because we hear the footsteps. And so mm-hmm. this is what's very important to have a con- controlled environment because, uh, you know, if you had other investigators in there at the time, then you're going to always doubt what you get. You say, okay, well, I can't post it because now this could be an investigator. Right. It could be the homeowner using the bathroom. But, you know, we had mm-hmm. all the camera footage. No one was in there. Everyone's in the command center that wasn't supposed to be in there. So now I could say, hey, this is, you know, this is evidence. What, what is so cool about this is we went up from the basement, tried to figure out, okay, uh, where, where these footsteps were coming from. And it was in the living room. And uh, the cameraman at that time had a very sick daughter. And he oh. called me like the day before and said, hey, I can't uh, make it. My daughter's going into emergency surgery. And I'm like, hey, family first, I understand. But he called me later as we're setting up the gear, you know, the next day. And he goes, my daughter had the surgery. Everything went fine. She's heavily medicated. She's going to be out for several hours. Do you mind if I come meet you? And I'm like, yeah, whatever you want. So, you know, he comes. um, So it's like the spirit knew. It's unbelievable. You know, we heard the footsteps then. We went upstairs and we're trying to figure out, okay, the stairs kind of curve. So the, the footsteps would have to come this way and then Dave the camera guy goes no you know what the stairs curve it's got to be right across the TV here and a voice answers them now this is a intelligent spirit this is one that mm-hmm. knows you're there and it tells him you shut up you're not supposed to be a part of this anyway <gasps> wow. now how 
Now that show, I mean, it, it's talking to Dave. It, you know, it's saying, hey, Dave, you're not supposed to be here anyway. That's an intelligent spirit. That's right. the difference between residual and, and something knows that you're there. So that, that one uh, always sticks with me. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so crazy. I can't even imagine. Yeah. So do you find that you more often get the more in- intelligent haunting or, or intelligent being or is it more a residual? Does Is it worse kind of 50-50? Like, what's, yeah, I, I would say it, 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 it could be, well, you know what? It might be a little more on the intelligence side than half and half. It, it, it's close because okay. uh, it's it's hard to tell unless you get it communicating with you because I know there's times we, we, we capture conversations um, but we, we don't believe they're talking to us. We think it's something going on back in time that we're, uh, right. we're able to capture, you know, maybe a, a talk between a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, and a wife. Like, a, for instance, I was at a, a, a gangster place, and I think there was a possibly a domestic going on, and we get a name, a male voicing, I want you back, Sonia, and, and, and some other stuff. But this is not intelligent. This is trapped energy that we're just able to record that's out there. And, you know, there was other stuff. That it, it, it sounded like they were going back and forth with a conversation. But then I walked into this location. Uh, I didn't know this was going on at the time. And as soon as I walk in, my camera caught what seemed like an apparition just disappearing. And next thing I know, I get a voice, and I believe now it's saying it to me from uh, being residual now. It seemed like something was intelligent. And it goes, You're, I don't, am I allowed to swear or do you want me to just bleep? Uh, oh, no, you can, you can swear. <laughs> and, and this one made the biography channel, actually, uh, that clip. But it goes, you're oh, fucking cool. dead. So, yeah, before that, it was like a domestic going on or something back and forth. And it sounded like, this, I don't know, maybe it was a stripper or something. This was in a stripper area. And, and the guy's pleading, I want you back, Sonia. And then there was other stuff back and forth going on. And then I wa- ended up walking in without knowing. And then I get that voice and that possible apparition dissipating. But, uh, yeah, it, it goes back and forth. But, you, you know, you never know, know 100% sure. Uh, I mean, unless... I'll give you another example. This would be intelligent. This was that same sure. gangster place. No one was in the location at the time. Everyone was in... Uh, I didn't have the ambulance then, but I had a, a big trailer, enclosed trailer. Everyone's in right. there. We're about to discuss the plans on who's going to go in first, who's going to stay at the command center. Kind of doing like a roll call, almost. And a siren goes by. I don't remember if it was a cop car or an ambulance. Now, whatever spirit in that location heard that ambulance or heard that siren, and you know, you hear the siren going off. As soon as the siren stops, you get, we capture a voice in that area saying help me so that's wow. that would be intelligent uh i mean i can't say 100 percent sure i would say like 90 percent sure because it's responding to the sound so but there's other voices we captured i'll go back to this gangster place because if you could uh imagine like the sopranos this location was like that strippers illegal gambling and prostitution it's been raided several times by the police uh wow. you know fbi the county and, and stuff so and i'm sure that's just like a, a magnet for all of them. That super right. Activity to, uh, I'm to sure there's there. people who were murdered there, tortured, you know, that old money, you know, and, and stuff like that. So, and I'm, I'm sure there's probably people buried, you know, on the premises somewhere out there. And they had underground tunnels back in the day, but this was Rocco de Grazia's place called uh, Casa Madrid back in the day. Oh, yeah. So we, we got a, that location gave us a, a big mix of residual and intelligent. Like I, I would walk into um, a location and I, I think this would be residual, but it was a female uh, voicing, what do you want? up and down that's all I do and, and stuff like that and then um, or there was a conversation there was a female it was a very faint voice she, she goes suck your blank 
you know what I'm saying. I get a, a, a male voice responding to it saying, do it. And another male voice saying, want some. So that's residual. Wow. That That's activity going going back on maybe from 1945 or, or something. So that would be intelligent there. I mean, that would be residual. So there's a, there's a difference. Wow. So, you know, in, unless you get it responding to you or, uh, you know, answering intelligent questions. You know, there's certain things out there that might help. They say locations that have limestone or maybe uh, running water, anything near water seems to okay. help create energy. But, you know, you think about it, some of these hauntings or uh, things going on might go way back before uh, the location was even built up. It could go back to when it was, was farmland, back before they even had cemeteries. People would bury people on uh, their own plot of land. And, and even going back to the Native Americans when they uh, when they owned the land here before it was taken away and, and stuff like that uh, or driven out. But there's so much everywhere. You know, to, to be honest, you know, and I, I can't prove it, but I, I at least right now I believe no matter where you go, I, no matter where I go, I, I bet I could pick up something. It's, I think it's everywhere. You know, it's energy. Now, I was going to say, and like I'm not here to, like I said, to preach and stuff, but I kind of opened my eyes. I, I do believe, I mean, I always believe in God, but I wasn't a, a big church goer. I mean, I, I go a little more now just to get blessings and the help for any negative activity attaching to me. But, uh, you know, I try to have all my stuff blessed, you know, from crosses, the holy water and medals of St. Michael's and, and stuff like that just to help out. But, you know, it, it opens my, uh, you know, with doing this, dealing with mediums, I definitely b- do believe that you know, when people pay now, I was worried my dad just passed St. Patty's Day, and I was so worried. You know, I was talking oh, to so him. Sorry. Thank you. That it happened so quickly. I, I honestly don't know if he ended up dying of this, the coronavirus or they're saying it was the flu, but he was at the nursing home, medical problems, and was in and out of the hospital. But kept on telling him over and over again, and I do believe in this, dealing with uh, mediums and, and getting a lot of help me's. Now, I, I do believe that uh, for some reason when you pass and you don't move on, your energy stuck here and you're an earthbound spirit. Now, there could be several reasons why you don't move on. You know, maybe you were a bad person and you're, and you're taught you're going to burn in hell if you, you know, you're afraid to see what's up there waiting for you so you, you don't go uh, to the next level, whatever you say it is, you know, the life heaven whatever there could be other reasons you know maybe you suddenly died of a heart attack and now you're worried who's going to take care of your wife and kids whatever the reason is i was worried about my dad when he passed that uh it went so quickly that he wasn't going to move on you know and i we kept, my sister and i kept on telling him we're fine you did a good job make sure you meet your brothers two brothers and parents go into the light with them and i think he did because i didn't feel him sometimes i could feel it it's another sense that started that sometimes it seems i could feel that they, they say the spirit world is vibrations and frequencies and lately it seems like I'm able to tap into that a little bit. I, I do believe for some reason you know people don't go to the next step and now that that earthbound spirit and that's that energy that we pick up we feel you know a lot of mediums I, I deal with say you know if you do move on to the light you, you could come back and visit even maybe come through in a voice but it's a different type of energy it's not that heaviness that tingling you know feeling you get but you know I, I do believe in that and that and this is to me it's important now to help spirits that want to move on and, and, and they say and I can't prove this but the, the mediums I deal with and they don't even know each other and they all say the same thing that you can't force an unwilling spirit to move on only if they want to you, you might be able to do things to decrease their energy or maybe to send them out outside a while by saging and everything you know stuff like that you can't force them out unless they're willing to move on and that, you know that's what I've been told and that's what it seems to be they have to be willing and ready to take the next, next step it, you know even doing this and 
and I, I, I do believe, but it, it's it's still hard for me to admit it. I, I still, I'm wowed. I'm like, you know, at times I, I still can't believe it. I'm, you know, when things happen like that or, uh, you know, I, I just try to keep an open mind, you know, in, until I experience it myself. You know, that's when I truly right. end up believing, okay, there's something going on. I mean, I'll give every story, everyone a fair chance and I'll keep an open mind and sometimes uh, I'll, I'll doubt it. But then when I experience it for myself, I'm like, wow, you know, and that's even starting the team, you know, even I, I started buying equipment in 2008 and when I got uh, where I'm talking to you now it, it used to be the Chicago State Hospital the Dunning Institution you know mental hospital you know, mass grave site just still thousands of bodies here and you know I had employ employees from engineering security the housekeeping you know talk about stuff going on especially over the midnights that they experienced and you know I, I still believed but I'm like oh you know they're full of crap but then some of the guys are 50 60 years old I'm like why, why are they gonna make this up and right. uh, so I started buying equipment and I remember my very first legit EVP that you could make out I remember it was it, it said what are you doing it goes what are you doing and then I got a, a little bit after that, I got to get out of here. And I'm like, oh, my God, it, it's true. You know, there's stuff out there. You know, so that that's when in 2019, I went nuts and really started buying, investing money in equipment and formed a team. And so it kind of took that for me to take the next step to experience it myself. Yeah, because even now, you know, and I was probably the same way, you know, uh, when, when it comes to stuff on YouTube or on video, you know, and I, I still catch myself. Oh, yeah, right. That's not real or that's faked or, you know, someone altered something. But, you know, I, I still have that skeptical at times but you know even though i'm able to capture stuff i just know the way i am i'm very you can even ask my team members and, and stuff after an investigation it takes me weeks you know sometimes I'll, I'll get no sleep i'll go through if say if i have 15 dvr cameras going out there maybe eight to ten handheld camcorders going out there maybe eight to ten voice recorders going depending on the size of the location i gotta sit minute for minute second for second and go through each footage and then if i get something now i got to match it up with every voice recorder, every piece of video footage, just to make sure that wow. it's not one of us accidentally making this sound or if it's someone outside making it. So it takes me a long time, and I take pride in it. I mean, it's very tough to do, but uh, so right. when, when I put something out there, I'm like 99% sure it's it's legit. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm only human, but I do the best I can. But then, you know, some of the stuff you see on, on TV, especially, especially when it comes to all this stuff like with poltergeist stuff, stores flying, you know, cameras flying open. You know, I'm not saying it can happen, but that stuff is very rare. You might have stuff going on for 10 hours that day, and you might only get five minutes of evidence. So if you veer off, fall asleep, or not pay attention, you could easily miss it. Yeah, I, w I would say a few things offhand. I, I would say the EMF meters, a lot of them are made by people in the field. The EMF meter, it, it, it's basically a, a, a meter. They have all different types from digital readings uh, to stuff you touch or light up, make sounds. But it's supposed to pick up basically spirit energy. Mainly the meters were uh, built to for the purpose of paranormal uh, stuff. That, that, that's uh, right. one piece of equipment. And then you, you have these like ghost boxes, spirit boxes. So there's different names, portals that they took devices that were made for other things. Like say, for instance, a ghost box is basically, you know, you'll see it on Ghost Adventures a lot or some of these other paranormal shows. It's basically at one time was uh, FM and AM radio. They made it into, it basically scans radio frequencies and you could set the scan rate, but most of them are at a high rate of speed and I always keep mine most of the time at a higher rate of speed 
speed because I mean, if you get a, a voice on there that's the same voice back to back or even back, sometimes I'll get a full sentence of the same voice. And that, that's impossible. It's because uh, it, there's times I got the F-bomb, you know, swear words coming through. And you're not going to get an FM or AM radio station dropping the F-bomb. I know it's legit. You just, through experience, you got to you gotta know what to weed out and, you know, what what is yeah. legit. I mean, there, there's stuff, you could have it going for an hour. You're not going to even get one voice and it's just the right timing or the right location. You know, I could be in a basement and get nothing for an hour and then boom now it's active it's it's just weird and now i start getting voices coming through and but i'll have voices coming through a lot of times they'll like to say my name my full name first name last name wow. sometimes i'll get a lot of help wow. me's coming through there but you know even using these devices there's no guarantee these are the same spirits that are haunting the house or, or maybe right. in the house you, you might be drawing energy outside the house that's coming through to trying to communicate yeah a lot of people don't realize that like i'll, get, I'll give you an, uh, an example uh, i was asked to do an investigation at the uh, Umwood Park Library. Uh, a lot of employees oh, were there. Cool. Yeah, it was, it was really cool, and there's this stuff going on in there. But uh, we had a medium do a walkthrough, and she goes, Dave, she goes, there's so many spirits that has nothing to do with the library. They're coming from outside, in and out, almost like a bus station or train station, back and forth, and, you know, for, for whatever reason, they're just walking through. And so when you're at a location investigating, and you, you are getting voices, unless you're getting intelligent responses coming from, you know, stuff that's in the house or with names of family members or, or something like that. But otherwise, you know, you might be picking up stuff, like I said, that happened a block or two away or spirits that are just right. wandering that haven't moved on yet. Like there was a funeral home half block away, you know, when we were there, some of that activity might have been coming from the funeral home. I mean, I, I, I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. You always got to keep that in mind, too, because uh, it seems like energy at times is not stuck. It seems, seems like it could wander just like it might be able to at times attach to me and I bring it home. So we got to keep that in mind, too, when we're investigating because stuff you get might not just be from that location it could be other stuff coming in the most easiest thing to communicate at times is uh, is with a digital voice recorder for some reason it just seems the easiest to try to communicate with but then again unless you get a visual like like with me when i hear i'd like to be recorded as i'm doing evp work so people could see that i'm not moving my mouth when this voice is coming or uh, i'd like to get there's a few people you know like to have a visual of them so that you can see what the people are doing because if a voice is coming through I'm going to have my doubts saying okay I can't right. see the guys that could be the other investigators voice or this or that it might, it might be a, a night vision camcorder <laughs> yeah, oh, just, so, cool. yeah so this way you get a visual and you, you could get an EVPs coming through you know the audio of the camcorder if I'm true to myself you know it's hard for me to admit it but I, I'm pretty sure I have some type of ability wow. I, I think I think my daughter is actually uh, was born with a two but uh, as uh, oh, wow. I was talking earlier I as a kid it seemed like I could always feel I didn't know what it was and at times I was able to hear I, I remember I gave the example uh, earlier I remember at times getting my mom wake her up and say mom come in the room I hear these muffled voices and I don't know what they're trying to tell me you know of course she wasn't wow. able to hear it but so as a child that kept my mind kind of open okay this is a possibility but I just wasn't sure if it was me going nuts or, or what the story was but as I got older I still had that ability like I, I'd say I'll, I'll walk home and I hear I still hear at times, uh, you know, now, but I'll hear a um, female voice calling my name clear as day, Dave, and I'll answer. Maybe I'll be uh, be yelling upstairs or downstairs, Anna, I'm here, and thinking it's my wife. Wow. There's no one home. There's no one outside, but I, I'll hear that voice clear as day calling my name. And then, you know, investigations and, and stuff. You know, it, I guess it all depends on how I'm tuned in that day because I don't hear it all the time, but there's times I'll be, um, you know, in an investigation. Sometimes there's a medium there, sometimes not. I'm like, man, did you hear that? That was 
was a female, you know, that came from over here. And no one else maybe hears it. Sometimes they do, but otherwise no one else hears it. And now it's on the recording, so I know I did hear it and I wasn't going nuts. Or a medium will say, yeah, I did hear it. It was a female. It came from this way. So I... I Somehow, and, in, and I'm able to usually sense, I know my body just tells me, I, I don't know how to explain it, but usually I could tell if it's strong, you know, around, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. One of my best friends died uh, a few years back. He was a, a oh, 911 so dispatcher. Sorry. We grew up together. Very, he was like a brother to me, and this is the oh, first time so this ever sorry. happened to me, and now at times I, I could feel it, but he passed away of pancreatic cancer. It killed him right away. He was a couple years younger oh. than I was, but when he was in, I, I got to see him with a couple friends before he passed, the night before he passed. And uh, mm-hmm. for the first time ever, I felt a vibration. I had a hard time staying in the room. It felt like my body was shaking, but I wasn't shaking. And I, wow. it, it, to the point where it was making me nauseous. I mean, I know I was upset and you got to think logical. Tell me, okay, I was just upset and that's what I was feeling. But right. if I'm true to myself, I know it was, something was going on. And the only way I could describe it, I think I felt that opening, you know, that he was, you know, how can I say, you know, whatever you want to call it the light he was in that transition mm-hmm. stage because he died a few hours later where you know right. maybe that doorway was opening whatever you want to call it and i'm feeling that vibration of that opening of him transitioning to the other side so i i, I remember even when he was um during the wake i had a hard time going to the to the casket i, I could feel there was so strong mm-hmm. that vibration but the day he was being buried it was gone really yeah that is so fascinating, and I, I think that just really shows that you are you're in tune with this, and, and maybe even these spirits or entities or vibrations on some level know that you are open to it and know that you can feel it in, in, in our... No, you know, that's why I, I think my group and I, I think we're very lucky when it comes to some collecting this evidence, because I, I do think they see maybe me, and there's a few other investigators on the team that seem to, you know, not me but they have some type of ability and I don't know if they're just drawn to us because uh, being able to communicate and we could see them, hear them or, or, or something. But I think that's why we're very lucky as a team. Right. Yeah, I think that I just... It seems to me I don't. I have never. Could you hang on anything. a second? I just heard a female voice. Oh, I just, did you hear that? Oh no! I holy. Give me a second. I gotta walk over. Um, I gotta look oh, over yeah, the no, railing. Check it out. <gasps> this is so cool. There's no one in. There's no one in here. Oh wow! That, that was a female. That was to my left. I, I'm I'm in the wow. library. Uh, I'm in the library at Wright College on the fourth floor, all the way up. Wow! And was that you? Was that you saying hello? Yeah, that was me. I was trying to see if I could okay. get an answer by anyone. Because well, uh, we, it's funny. Mo and I were sitting here, and we just heard in something someone saying hello, and we were like looking at each other, like, "Oh my God, I hope that's him." Yeah, because there's other than uh, the director of security, myself, one other security guard. There's a, a housekeeper or two and an engineer that's in the, the building, but there's no reason why. Right. I should be in here, and uh, yeah, I don't hear any wow, movement. Wow, that, that was a that would you would call that a disembodied voice because you heard that with your own ears. Yeah, and I I think we even might have heard it faintly on on our end well, through it, the it, uh, through the phone. It, it, probably on the voice recorder here. The that should have picked it yeah, up. Yeah, I'm sure when we yeah when we hear your side, I bet we'll be able to the recording of it. We'll be able to really really hear it. It seems like it's. I think that <laughs> this is just mind blowing. Like it's like they or whatever is going on could hear that we were talking about how you are open to these things and and kind of sensitive to it and and have some sort of ability. And then kind of as we're talking about it, something happens. It, I just think that's so fascinating. And, and I was going to tell you, but I don't want to interrupt or since you can't see it, I was going to 
wasn't going to say anything, but a minute before that, I, I had the charge on my hair was up and I had goosebumps. And I was going to mention some, but since you can't see it, you know, you're probably like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. But seconds later, that voice comes through. <laughs> That is so amazing. And the, the thing that is, is if it was someone walking, I mean, it sounded mm. close. I would hear the, the footsteps. I would hear noises. And before uh, before you guys called, I was hearing tapping on the wood chairs up here, on the tables. A few times wow. I had to go, get up and look because there was something, you know, should have been, I should have been able to see it. But but yeah, that was, that was a, that's I'm like 90% sure that was a disembodied voice. I mean, I'll double check wow. when I leave, when I'm done with you guys. Of course, I'll have to do my investigating and I'll check, make sure. The, uh, check with the other people that are in the building here to make sure they weren't in the library. Also, you know what I'm going to do too is to confirm it. We got a camera system. I'm going to see if anyone walked into the library around this time. Oh, great idea! Oh, but wow. the, just the way it sounded, oh, I'm, is... I'm so used to going through evidence. I'm I'm basically the one on the team that goes through everything, so I, I kind of know what they sound you know sound like. And that right, didn't sound right, like right. a regular voice. It sounded it. female, but it sounded it sounded different. And it, it was maybe two to three syllables, whatever it said. Wow! I cannot wait to yeah hear your recording and see more of what that was because yeah that is so cool and that you got the goosebumps <laughs> before. Hand. Like yeah. it was, it's just this. So I'm so glad that we got this all. We're talking to you right now. This is wild. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and this is why the camera thing is important because you know, it, it, like, say, if I was here doing a, uh, a session alone and I'm getting uh, that static charge, well, I could have took the camera. So I, I'm a visual person. I need to see, and not just hear. So you know, I could have had the camera right. and say, "Hey, look at the goosebumps and my hair rising on my arms." And then you get that, and then a few seconds later, I have the disembodied voice that gives it credibility. You got more than one thing going on. So you got the energy surge, plus now you got a voice that, to me, that makes it a little more legit than just one or the other. I- I'm sorry, there was... You got more going on? Yeah, there's, ta- you know, hang on one second, let me, uh, there's, there's movements, it's like someone, it's, it's, it's like tapping... One, uh, when, uh, one second is this direction, and the next second is behind me. Right, like that couldn't really be a person, I don't think. No, I would see it. I, it, it, it's, it's, right. it, it would be eye-level I mean, uh, distance. Um, if that's you, I hear you. It's probably trying to get my attention. At, at times, I, right. when I'm here and I'm locking down, it feel, feels like you know, sometimes they follow me as I'm doing my job. <laughs> Do you, do you think sometimes when you're when you know you're hearing these noises do you think that these entities maybe aren't even aware they're they're doing something to draw your attention that, that maybe they're just going about their day and don't realize that that's a living person's picking up on their activity I, I agree I mean to me you know this I, I don't think the activity in these buildings have nothing to do with these buildings I think it has to do to the history of what used to be here I, I, I wish I could find what building used to stand you know if this was graves here or this Right. This location, the Dunning Hospital, was from Irving Park all the way to Montrose, from Narragansett yeah. to Oak Park, or, or maybe even further west in Oak Park. So there were several buildings that housed all different type of people, uh, from orphans to the mental institution. They, you know, there's right. a lot of shady stuff that happened. And, you know, when they built the college here, they had, they dug up, I remember made the news, I was young at the time, but I remember made the news where they dug up several bones building the, the school here. And then also just, oh, wow. just south at the time there were new condos and I remember they had a stop order. They, they dug up so many bones that uh, unmarked graves, all the John, it was a potter's field, basically, the John Doe's, the Jane, wow. Jane Doe's, and he had 
people maybe from the Civil War, you had uh, the Chicago Fire, and uh, so there's still thousands and thousands of uh, graves, you know, that untouched, you know, you just don't know where they are. So I think a lot of this energy goes back to the hospital. Maybe they're uh, upset of the disruption of, of their grave. But yeah, I think that whatever that noise is has nothing to do with, with here. It's, maybe it doesn't even see me. Maybe it's just, you know, that's residual right. energy. When whatever this, if there was a building here, whatever went back, was going on back then. You know, they don't see the tables here. They probably see it as maybe a hospital room or whatever building was here before. Right, right. I'm sure that it sounds like that where you are right now is just, it has everything. Like it has, it what used to be a hospital and it's school and uh, some burial sites and there was some orphans were there. Like everything that has an intense energy or an intense pull was going on there. So it's like, it only makes sense that there's going to be so many different kinds of activity going on. I tell you, in this building I'm in, this was years ago and this opened my eyes too. It was like spring break. It was a holiday where there was no one in the building other than me. There was a few chains. At the end of the night, we had a, we'd have to chain all the emergency doors and make sure everything's locked down. So I know no one was in the building at the time other than me. And I saw three chains, and I'm like, oh, man, what building did they forget to do? So I walk in the library, and I just had that sense, you know, mm-hmm. that I wasn't alone. And I happened to look right. up, and I'm like, I see a shadow. This might have been the very first shadow figure I ever saw, but it was short. Wow. wow. And I'm like, man, what the hell is it? I'm staring at it. I'm like, and then I'm moving my body. You know, you got to think logical first. Okay, am I somehow making this shadow, which I know I, it's not me, but just to make sure it wasn't me causing it. But it was like three levels up. It was either leaning wow. over the railing or it was short, like a, a child. I couldn't oh. tell. But I, I think it was wow. like if his arms were uh, resting over the railing and looking down at me. And then within seconds, wow. it floated up in the air and went like towards the ceiling or something. And I, I admit, I, I was, you know, that's before I started investigating and I, I was spooked <laughs> I uh right I, I couldn't wait to get, get the hell out of there I remember putting the chains on and then probably did like a scooby-doo and got the hell out of there but you know just stuff like that I remember another incident here where this was probably a 55 year old man it was a Sunday no one was here he was here alone and when I first started here we used to bring a back black and white old tv back and forth from the counter to our office in the back well he was bringing the tv back and He's rounding the corner where our cafeteria is. He has his head down, you know, not looking forward because, you know, he's there alone. He doesn't have to about banging into anyone. And he swears by this. And I could even, you know, I could read his voice and I, I, could, I could just tell. It, it, I could tell he, it scared him. He said he had his head down rounding the corner and he sees a pair of legs without realizing. He's like, oops, excuse me. And he thought he was going to ram someone head on. And as he moves to the, to the left, there's no one there. But he goes, man, I saw a pair of legs, a hip, hips, pair of legs and feet. You know, shoes. So it freaked him out, and the security door was maybe 20 feet away. So he brought down the, put down the TV in the room, and he came back out, and he hears like someone crying or moaning. If I remember right, I mm-hmm. thought he thought it was a female or a child, and he's looking everywhere. It's pitch dark outside. Everything's chained up to the point where he's like, someone's gonna be outside the emergency door. So he unlocks it, takes the chain off, opens it up. No one there, but he hears the the type of moaning and crying, and he said he was terrified him so much he just stayed up the rest. Of the night and go in the back you know that okay there's something's going on in this building and then once i opened my eyes then i started experiencing stuff here i remember i got locked locked in a room here i've been in this room several times you you got other officers that are scared to go in there actually big muscle bound uh officers you know that could be wrestlers or football players that don't like to go in there so i'm like give me this stuff i'll do it and uh so i go in there and i caught evps and, and and stuff in there so i know now there's stuff going on but i went back there and you know it's pitch dark i just used 
use my phone. I, I put my phone on record, and I get locked mm-hmm. in, and I, I, oh. I can't. The, the key won't turn. I can't open it up. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to unlock it and go out the emergency door, set off the alarm, and go all the way around back in. And then so finally, scary. it just maybe after a few minutes decided okay i'll let him out and it opened up and on my recorder i caught a male voice and i caught him laughing he's like (laughs) and he said something like kind of locked in or something he said but so that that would have been intelligent there so So he was just like playing playing the game game with you yeah nothing here is harmful i mean it it, you know it's still you're only human it still spooks you but you know i i I gotta (laughs) tell myself okay you know it's just you know it it might be different when if you go in a prison or where where there's nothing but nastiness and you know it's uh, murders and and stuff like that or, or maybe a gangster place where in life that you know they had no problem murdering someone you know right, that, right. that's a little more spookier but here you know it's uh it's just people you gotta uh, you know it's i gotta tell myself sometimes okay it's just it's just energy of people living people yeah it's so i have never experienced anything like that but i just know that i try to tell myself at least that if i were in a situation like that i would i know i would just be so scared i'd be freaking out but hopefully in the back of my mind i'd be able to be like okay this is probably just a, a person you know it's probably fine there's been a, a couple times where i was scared there was a couple things that happened to me that i almost gave it up you know i wasn't sure what i believed when it came to demonic and i, I still don't know what i truly believe right. but i, I think after this happened to me I think it's a very good possibility out there I think it's very rare but I think it's I do think it now it's out there if, if, if I'm truthful a case I never did it was probably I wanted a video so maybe it sounds familiar but it, it was a fireman's house I, I just, he didn't want no part of it because uh, you know if it, if it got leaked out there you know he didn't want to psych leave or you know say hey you're crazy something's wrong with you you, you, you know or get suspended or fired but his uh, they did construction wow. on his house whatever they did it stirred up something sinister in the house you know they experienced a lot of negativity it seems like he started having night terrors screaming bloody murder like he's being attacked so he wow. he went to sleep study saw doctors this is the guy, guy God's honest truth, and this still freaks me out to this day. So he sleep studies, they can't find anything wrong with him. Uh, he never has it at the firehouse, only at the house. She started recording some of her, his episodes, uh, you know, night terrors with her phone. So maybe she had five or six recordings on her phone. And I'm actually here at the college at the time. I get a call, never met her before, never spoke to her before. She goes, you know, I'm so-and-so, uh, you know, I found you on the web or whatever. And she started telling me the story. So it was time for me to leave. I punched out and um, I'm heading home. It's about 11 o'clock, 11.10 in the evening. And she says, yeah, I did these recordings. Uh, could I play them for you? And so she calls me back from her home phone. And she's uh, she's on her home phone. And she's playing the recordings from her cell phone, you know, over the speaker. So it, it actually was terrifying listening. You know, now you hear the succubus oh or the incubus. It sounds like he's being attacked. And some of it was oh sexual. God. It was kind of embarrassing, you know, the wife to play it. But it was actually, oh uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> it, it, wow. yeah, it was crazy. So I pull up in my driveway. And I, I stayed outside uh, because I wanted a clear signal and I don't want to wake up my wife and daughter and stuff. So I'm, uh, it's pitch dark. I'm standing in my driveway. And she goes, listen to this last recording. I hear a female voice moaning his name. But over the phone, it, I heard something, but I couldn't make it out. This God's honest truth. Within seconds, if you could picture like the exorcist type voice, uh, that's how I right. can describe it. That sinister, you know, whatever that, I can't even make that voice up. But whatever right. that voice right. is, yeah. it demonic sounding voice comes through the phone line now i didn't even know this was possible this was an eye-opener for me you know you see stuff you read stuff and you're like all right it's bullshit or whatever but now i know it's true this voice comes through the phone line and 
it, I'll never forget as long as I live the, the laugh, the sinister he, you know, that type of sinister laugh and voice. And, and it's blocking me from talking. It's blocking her from talking. But at, at first, I forgot. First, I thought it was her playing a joke. And I started getting angry. I'm like, I think this is funny, wasting my time like this. She goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, you don't hear this voice coming through? She goes, no, Dave, I hear your... Uh, voice going or your phone going in and out at times but i know i don't hear a voice oh. it's talking over her so now i know it's not her and, and it started mourning her husband's name whatever it was teddy teddy you know and oh. she goes i heard that now it's mourning my name david david and the phone lines went wow. dead and i'm standing in the darkness i'm i'm, I'm in shock my my draw like is probably laying on the ground it's like what the hell just went on what's going on here and i swear to you within seconds it felt like two to three fingers started going uh, pushing in my throat where I couldn't breathe. I could feel it's cut my uh, windpipe and I could feel the pressure pushing it in and I'm, I'm starting to freak out. And the only thing I could think of, I leaned into my car because I left the window open and I grabbed the cross that was the only thing I could think of that was on my rearview mirror and I put that on and then it went away and, and I'm, I'm just freaked out. She calls back a minute later and she goes, Dave, I'm so sorry. My home phone's broken. I can't get a dial tone anymore so she had to call me back from her cell phone and from that point on, every word, every other word this voice just came through talking over us i never got her address i never uh set up a date to go over there and it, it lasted about a half hour until she was so freaked out i was freaked out never came about and we just hung up but i couldn't sleep for that, like that two is... or three days i didn't feel right i felt like something's dark was always watching me i almost gave it up after that and i, I never even handled the case right. but i always wondered what if i, I w- went there i don't want to give up on i mean i, I gotta always worry about my family myself but and my right, teammates right. But this is stuff I'd like to document to show that it's out there. But yeah, that's a case that to this day still freaks me out. And like I said, it almost made me give this up because it opened my eyes. Okay, there now if there's anything demonic out there, I think that was possibly demonic. That would have been my first right. demonic case. And wow. <laughs> sorry, it still freaks me I, 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 out I talking have... about it. It brings back the memories. But oh, uh, oh my god, I can only imagine. I mean, just hearing about it, I have chills. Like I'm that is so horrifying. Yeah, and I think that's rare. I, I don't think that you know most of the cases are not like like that but that would have been the first one and I, I, I you know right. there, there's been cases I, I, I've been told by mediums not to take she's like Dave it's not worth it. There, there was one, one, one case by Bachelors Grove. It was a house and uh, was bothering the, the husband and wife. And uh, I was told by two different mediums, don't, Dave, don't do it. And, and, and the, the weird thing is, I was visited before I called the mediums, uh, before I, it's like it showed itself to me. It, I, I remember I would see a black mass. I never told my wife this, but I would see a black mass at the end of the bed to the right. It was darker than dark. And that was right after I got the call about this case. And for three nights it was there. And, I, you know, I'm just trying to, okay, it's just me, you know, just trying to think logical. But then I called a medium because I didn't feel right about this. And the first medium goes, Dave, don't take it. It's going to bring you nothing but negativity and cause problems with the marriage. And, oh. you know, demonic or demonic's purposes to draw negativity, suicide, uh, draw, you know, whatever, negativity oh. in your life. She said, don't take it. So then I told the team, okay, you know, this is what I was told. We'll do a vote on it. I'm like, you know what? Let me call another medium. So I called another medium deal with that was in Wisconsin at the time. And she knew nothing about it, but said the same thing, Dave, don't take it. And they both described it as a uh, shapeshifter. And I didn't know if I even believed in this stuff. You know, see it on TV. And she said uh, it came from Batra's Grove. 
the most one of the most haunted cemeteries. I don't know if you ever heard of Batcher's Grove. It's it's south. Uh, it's they say it's one of the most haunted cemeteries, and it's there's a lot of documentaries and stuff on it. And but anyway, they said it came from the cemetery, and it, it would shift as a person, and then drop the, a four-legged beast. And <gasps> both mediums don't even know each other. Both said the same thing, and this is what came. And the first medium, I forgot to say, she goes, Dave, you seen it? It came to you already, and she had no idea that I, I uh, was seeing uh, the mass. She goes, it showed itself to you, and she's warning you not. It's warning you not to take it, or there's going to be consequences. But she described it as a jackal when it was four-legged, but then would shape-shifted as a human. And it's so, you know, saying this, it's so hard for me to believe in that. So the second medium said the same thing. So I was going to cancel the case. I told the homeowner already. I said I was warned. I said, you know, my, my daughter at the time was maybe only two years old. And, you know, I right. said, I, I just don't want to take the chance. I said, I'm so sorry. But then the second medium called me up maybe a day or two later. She goes, Dave, it's gone. Whatever came, I don't see it anymore. Oh. And it, it's gone. She says, I believe it's safe. You could take the case. So I ended up taking the case oh. and nothing happen but yeah it, it's just weird and i know she's not lying she she described the whole room the whole house right. over the phone and so i know she uh described the color of the walls the way the bed was set up and right like she's the real deal yeah and and, and so you know when i got there i'm like oh my god it's the same color of the wall the way the bed is and you know, so I believed her when she said it was clear and I don't have to worry about it anymore. But, you know, that opened my eyes. You know, there, there is some, seem to be some evil stuff out there. I don't know if it's demons or not. I, you know, I got no proof of that, but there, there is some sinister stuff out there. Right. I completely agree. Whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, there's some evil exists. Yeah. After them cases were, like I said, I'm not over religious, but now I'm like, okay, now I got to protect myself, my family, my team. And this is what right. got me into the saging using, uh, the holy wood, you burn it just like sage, the palo santo wood, the anointment oils, getting stuff blessed, and, and stuff like that. So it, it took this kind of stuff happening to me to open my eyes and say, hey, if this is warnings out there. I got to start protecting myself, my team, you know, my family, and stuff like that. So it was an eye-opener. Totally. We actually have some Palo Santo, and I'm going to burn it right after we finish. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. Because now, you know, it, it seems like it can come through phone lines, you know, if it's powerful enough. But yeah, you know, I, I was told by uh, the, the mediums, I, I usually, what I try to do now, and it seems to work, is I'll, I'll, I'll use regular sage, burn it through every room, every corner. You know, people do it different ways, but, you know, they say to try to do it throughout the whole house, even if you have crawl spaces, even if you let it in, the crawl space, you know, if, you know, if it's in the basement or attic, open up the trap door, let it in there, go through every room, all the corners. I tend to do mirrors now because I, I just because it seems like I've been able to catch some stuff in mirrors. So now I believe at times mirrors can be some type of portal or something. I, I you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what I want to call it, but now I, I seem to believe, tend to believe that sometimes mirrors could be like a con do it of some sort something yeah I, I, I just don't know what to call it yet I, but uh so now i seem to sage mirrors and, and even antiques you know I, I don't know if you're one that buys tend to go to antique stores or get something used i, I do believe now that sometimes items can hold energy you know might not have any problems and now you buy a used piece uh and now you got problems in your sure. house you know uh, so i they, they recommend you could you know you could say try saging it but uh, the mediums i deal with say get a spray bottle of water in uh sea salt and whatever whatever you buy used before even putting it in the car the spritz it they describe the sea salt as like if you were frying something in a teflon pan you know how nothing sticks to it right. that energy is supposed right. to slip off with the sea salt and water mm -hmm. and they say if you feel like you're also 
don't feel right that you may have an attachment to take a, a sea salt bath. I, I've never done that yet, but they recommend oh, doing that, that too. that is so interesting. I, I do believe things hold energy, and this will be my last thing, And I'll, because this proved it to me. We went to a house out in Appleton, Wisconsin. She had all kind of stuff going on, and uh, right. all type of different spirits. She was a medium. She just moved in that house, and spirits follow her, and uh, because of the reading, she gives over the phone. So she, she has no problem with that, but there was something evil. Hey, I, I got attacked in that house twice. Something, I walk in there within 20, 30 seconds, something rips open my face right in front of the, right in front of her face. And, and I mean, in front of everyone, it happened right in front of them. And it attacked me again about 2.30 in the morning. And I, I was actually scared to get some sleep there because I had a long drive home and I needed to get an hour or two of sleep before driving home. But anyway, one of the spirits, we were able to link to a, a fake fireplace she had. She didn't know the history of it, but she saw it on the side of the road. So she liked it and she's an artist too. So she goes, oh, I could fix this up nice and use it as like a fake fireplace artsy piece. So she brought it home without realizing there was an attachment to it. And it took a while for us to figure it out, but she would see a male spirit leaning against the fireplace with his like elbow to the shelf or whatever, or the fireplace, the mantle or whatever. And it would go from that to the hallway and then over her bed, stare at her when she's sleeping and then back to the fireplace. Well, she didn't link two and two together, but after finding the history out, this fireplace, the reason was on the side of the road, the man died, he committed suicide, and this was his favorite piece, I guess, you know, the the fake fireplace. So his energy was attached to it. So once that night, we removed the fireplace from the house and put it on the curbside, she no longer saw that spirit. So that opened my eyes. Things can hold energy. Yeah, it, it just took stuff like that to open my eyes and to experience it for myself to see, okay, that is true, that it can hold energy. Absolutely. Well, 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 Dave, thank you so, so much for taking this time out of your schedule. And uh, obviously, this will not be the last time. We will be reaching out to you in the future for sure. What, what? an interview. Yeah. I mean, it was like listening to Diane Sawyer. Oh, my God. You were a Diane Sawyer. You were a Diane, and I was a... Oh, you were Tom Brokaw. I was a Brokaw. We were just a regular Brokaw and Sawyer. Oh, nailing it every fucking which way. But let's break down that EVP. Yes. What was that? You know, first of all, let's play it a few times right now. Right. Yeah, I think that I just... It seems to me... I don't... I have never... Could you hang on a second? I just heard a female voice. Okay, and I told Dave this. Whatever it is, it, it, well, he could uh, clearly it sounds female. Right, doesn't necessarily mean it, but it sounds female. Right, I'm hearing two syllables now. What right. the person, what they're saying, I'm not sure, but it's whatever it is. Whether it's two one-syllable words or one two-syllable word, right? It sounds like because it's like a. Uh, it kind of sounds like maybe hello, right? Like, but like hello. I really can't. I'm just putting that on top of it. I don't hear this voice saying hello, but it right. could be hello because I. What I told Dave, you ever been like walking and you you slip a little bit on ice? You don't fall down, but you slip enough that you kinda, right and you right, kind of right. go whoa. 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 <laughs> you, you know, you're catching yeah. your. That, it almost sounded like to me. It sounded like someone going, "Whoa!" <laughs> like they're catching their their balance, right? And Dave went. You'll hear it. You can hear him. He, he's like, "Hello!" You can hear him. He's checking it out, right? They have they have security cameras there that I guess are motion activated. He went. He looked. There was no one in the library at that time when it yeah. happened. So who knows? And it's weird too because EVPs usually work where you oftentimes they'll just have um, a recorder going and they'll ask questions or they'll just have the recorder going without 
without prompting anything. And then later you listen to the recording and then you can hear an answer on the recording when you didn't hear anything originally. Yeah. But this is interesting because we caught it on the recording, but also Dave heard it in real time. Dylan heard it too. Over the over the phone. phone. I was, didn't hear it. It but was Dylan did. very dim. Yeah. So much so that I didn't even mention anything. Right. He, he had apparently been hearing activity on his end for a few minutes, but didn't say anything. Right. Until there was that outward vocalization. And then he actually, as you heard, he stops, says, hold on a second. I think I heard somebody. Clearly a voice. Yeah. Now, whether someone happened to just be walking in and, oops, wrong place and walked out. Mm-hmm. But, well, you know, this is, we're in the time of quarantine. There would be no, Why certain, would at least not students at the at this no. college. And it wasn't the three of us. It wasn't the three of us. So. We were we were in our apartment hanging with banshees. So, mm-hmm. ladies Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for this special little bonus episode of Creep Street. Very cool. My name's Dylan Hackworth. You know, I'm I'm Maureen Bogey. And this is Creep Street. Citizens of the Milky Way, good night and goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.